say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to A New Direction. My name is Jay Izzo and holy cow, I am telling you what, we have got the show that's going to blow you away. I am with Marcus Ogden. Oh yeah, the big man. Yeah, former NFL guy. Holy cow i am just telling you what he has written a book this year that brand new book this is his newest one this year is called the success cycle you do not want to miss one word of wisdom from marcus ogden i am telling you right now this young man is gonna blow you away he is so good the book is absolutely phenomenal i have read it reread it read it again i have marked it up i have dog-eared it holy cow i am telling you right now you tell your you tell your kids you tell if you're old you need to you need to listen to the show if you are really really young you need to listen to this show and Marcus Ogden. If you are somewhere in between, by the way, millennials, I'm talking to you because he talks to the millennials in this book, all right? I'm just telling you right now, you need to listen to the show, okay? It's that good. He is so freaking good, man. He is so good. And I can't wait to do what we're going to do. But let's do what we do every week, right? Because here's what we do every week. I walk you through your training, right? Because let's face it, we're four-part people, right? We're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual people right? And so I walk you through the four areas of your life to work on your training. Because you know what, when I, as I, I've interviewed all these special operations forces, Delta Force, Green Berets, Navy SEALs, right? They all said the same exact thing. You know what that is? When you're under stress, when you're under pressure, when you're exhausted, you're only as good as your training, period, period. Which is why, even though we're in whatever you want to call this, right? You have to keep training those four areas of your life. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask everybody out there, all the whole world who's listening to me, whether it's live or podcasts or, you know, radio, right? I'm I'm going to ask you all to go out there. I want you to think about this, right? On a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, I'm going to ask you all, how do you think your training's going physically? And what I mean by that is, are you getting enough exercise? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water, right? Are you, are you eating right? Right. How is that training going for you out there? Right. So one is miserable. 10 is your training's great. Couldn't get much better. Five is your average. Right. So, you know, how would you rate yourself? And then you got to ask yourself two questions. Why, why are you that number, whatever that number is? And then what are you going to do about it right now to change it? Right. I mean, because you know what we could do? You could do something right now. Right. You could open up a bottle of water right now and start drinking water because you've been drinking other things that you shouldn't be drinking that. Right. If you're drinking soda, stop. Right. If you got your hands in the bag of chips, stop. All right. You could be doing other things. If you're going through a fast. If you're listening to me going through a fast food restaurant, you you hit the gas pedal and you run right past that thing. All right. Because that's that's not that's not your training. Okay, so that's first area. Second area is your mental training, right? And what I mean by that, and Marcus and I were talking briefly about this. You know what? Reading 
is a great way to improve your mental training. And if and, and I have a lot of friends and Marcus does too and and Marcus and I are busy. And we, you know what happens? Sometimes we can't read. I happen to love to read and I make time for it. But you know what? You can listen to books. Marcus used to listen to books all the time when he was doing other things. Still does. Matter of fact, do you know what? This book's in Audible. <laughs> what do you think of that? You can listen to this book. Audible, right? Right? But you need to be an active participant in your mental growth, right? You have to be able to be part of the, your mental training has to be active. You can't just sit in front of a TV and think that that's, that somehow is growing you. All right. You, you have to be an active part of your mental training. Maybe it's taking up an instrument, taking up a foreign language, whatever it may be, doing something to actively improve you mentally, improving your wisdom, improving what you do in your job, improving what you're doing in your career. Right, so on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing? And the same two questions. Why and what are you going to do about it to change it? So you got two numbers, physical, mental, and then you got the emotional, right? The emotional, right, people say, well, how do you train emotionally? Every day you're in emotional training. When you're driving down the road, the guy cuts you off. That's emotional training, right? When things don't go the way you want them to go, that's emotional training. Because how do you respond? You actually have a choice. You could choose how you want to respond. It really is. You, you, No one can make you feel anything unless you choose that's how you feel. Because if you allow someone else to make you feel something, then they own you and no one should be owned. That's, that's, that's not emotional training. Emotional training is that you control your emotions. Not only do you control your emotions, but you also understand the emotions of someone else. Can you tap in? Can you be empathetic? Right? That's that's the emotional piece. Right? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say you're doing? Right? And what are you going to do to change it? And then finally, there's the spiritual area. And and I, I people say to me all the time, I'm just not spiritual. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you are really spiritual. Really? You go, yeah. I, and, and let me explain why. In the middle of all this, how I know you're spiritual. Do you believe, everybody out there, do you believe that one day, this whole thing is going to be over. Yes or no? And people are going, well, yeah, I think, yeah, of course this is not going to be forever. Okay. Well, the, that's faith because you don't know that, but you believe it. Are you planning on taking a trip at any point, anywhere? If you believe that, that's faith because it hasn't happened yet, but you believe it's going to happen. Inarguable. That's spiritual. Faith is spiritual, <laughs> bottom line. And you know what? You, you, there's another part of faith, and that is of, of being spiritual, and that is what brings you back to center? What, what takes you back to, in the midst of chaos, what can give you a, a, a sense of peace, a sense of calm? Is it God? Is it nature? Is it meditation? What is it? And then how's it working for you? And what do you need to do to change that type of training? To make it better. I say it every week. I will say it again. Being spiritual is not going to church and thinking about fishing. Being spiritual is going fishing and thinking about God. There. It's that simple. So you have these four areas. Think of them as the four legs of a chair. Right? So physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It's legs of a chair. If they're uneven, guess what? You're sitting in a chair that's going to hurt your posture over time. By the same token, if they're all too low, guess what? It's hard to eat at a regular table, right, and be healthy. 
So we want to bring ourselves up together and in balance, and we want to not only bring them up in balance, but we want to bring them to the right heights. And, you know, speaking of someone who is the right height, <laughs> he's six foot six, Marcus Ogden. And I want to tell you something. He has an amazing, amazing story. He's awesome. He grew up as a single-parent home with a father that inspired and demonstrated perseverance and fairness. Marcus learned how to divine his values and set goals. Marcus attended Howard University, where he played Division One football, followed his brother, uh, Jonathan, Ogden's footsteps and was drafted into the NFL in 2003. Marcus played in the NFL from 2003 to 2007 as an offensive lineman. Titans. Uh, he, at age 27, he retired from the NFL and uh, he founded a construction company called Caden Premier Enterprises in Baltimore. Won a number of awards uh, for his uh, endeavors as uh, in his construction company. And then uh, one day it all went bad. He's going to talk about that. And then with hard work, determination, which is is really a signature for who he is, he became a motivational speaker, a marketing leader with the goal of helping others to succeed. He currently works with clients such as J.P. Morgan, Home Depot, the NFL, U.S. military, Cisco, Siemens, NetApp, you name it. He's, he's, he's there. He is a highly sought after keynote speaker, folks. Uh, his books are great. He has a best-selling book out there called Sleepless Nights, The NFL, A Family of Business, uh, which is an autobiography. And then, of course, he has this one that just came out this year, The Success Cycle, uh, Three Keys for Achieving uh, Your Goals in Business Life. Uh, he is an absolutely an outstanding young man. I have come to love him dearly, even though we have never met face-to-face, and that's kind of my fault. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show and welcome to A New Direction, Marcus Ogden. Marcus, welcome to A New Direction. How are you, Jay? Thanks for having me on, sir. Yeah, you are so welcome. Listen, love the book. And I, I, I know it sounds like I just keep saying that over and over again, but it's really true, too. So I think it's really important that we talk a little bit before we get into the three keys for achieving goals and the success cycle itself. I think it's really important that we talk about the backstory because uh, you've divided this book up into parts and then chapters. And uh, part one, which is the life-changing moment. And, and of course, chapter one is the backstory. I think it's really important that people understand the backstory of how uh, you 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 basically come up with this success cycle. And um, one of the one of the statistics that you quote, and then I'll let you tell the story, is that seventy percent of NFL players go bankrupt within two years of retirement. And that's on page four of the book. I mean, right away you hit us with that. So. What's Marcus's story that gets us to eventually the success cycle? What's the backstory? Marcus grew up in Washington, D.C. with uh, my father, Cheryl Philip Ogden, who went to Howard University, played there on the football team, got a degree in economics, got his master's from Maryland, University of Maryland economics. I went to Howard University myself, was a four-year start at offensive line, played left tackle, right tackle, center. I was drafted to the National Football League by the Jacksonville Jaguars. My old head coach, Jack Del Rio, is is the current defensive coordinator for the Washington football team. And I had a great career, almost six years. You know, a lot of, you know, great guys, you know, a lot of phenomenal players I played with, played against. Uh, It was just a great experience. Got out of football, struggled with transition for about six months. was an alcoholic. I was a pain-popping addict, hydrocodone, hydrocodone. I was just into gambling, nightlife. It was, I was trying to find myself, Jay. I was literally lost. You know, I knew who I was and where I was, but I had no purpose in life. I tell people all the time, if you have no purpose in life, don't expect to get very far because if you just wander through life, you know, 
lamelessly with nowhere to go, you're not going to get anywhere fast. So I finally found some purpose. I built a construction company, started from the ground up, and I built the largest African-American subcontracting business in the city of Baltimore, the state of Maryland, for two years in the area of site work. We did heavy earthwork, grading, utility stone, uh, seven orders control for major contractors, Johns Hopkins Hospital, Towson University. Uh, we did things all across uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. But unfortunately, as the company grew, so did my ego and so did my ability to, to not listen to people. And I made some really bad mistakes near the end in 2012, which caught up with me in 2013, February, when I realized that my business was going to go bankrupt. I had to start making preparations. April 2013, I moved to Raleigh, shut the business down. I, I, you know, employees stole things from the office. Trucks were stolen. Things were ransacked. I couldn't pay my employees because I spent about $2.5 million of my own money in less than 90 days on a job site in downtown Baltimore. I was not paid back by the developer and contractor, and I went bankrupt. And when that happened, I was a multimillionaire in April 2012, and then April 2013, Jay, when I moved to Raleigh, had $400 to my name. That's it. And I got here, and I was basically almost homeless, $400, home foreclosed on, both cars repossessed in the same day. I was working at Merrill Lynch in Durham for a short time, got fired after two months, all my fault, got a job in the a construction company fired five days. You can call it laid off, black hole fired, you know, uh, five days later because they shut down the parts division to the operation. And then I took a job coaching football to the youth and I was a custodian making $8 and 25 cents an hour in downtown Raleigh, right there on Glenwood Avenue, working some of the high rise, you know, mixed use buildings. It was, you know, had like, you know, the uh, the retail stores, and it had you know offices and condominiums and apartments. It was in that mixed retail use space right there on Glenwood. And I had a pivotal moment. It was actually September of 2013, approximately seven years ago this month. I had what's called my spoiled milk moment, where somebody's <laughs> trash and rotten meat, banana peels, everything you could think of, horrible, protruding, smelling, got on my body, my skin, my clothes, and. When that happened, Jay, that's when I woke up and realized that all the things that happened in my life were my fault from not having a good ability to choose the right partner, from the ability to do extra work with no change order, from the ability to not listen to your best employees. And once I took that ownership, that accountability, that's when I came home that morning, sat in my office chair, wrote down my three biggest strengths. What I wanted to do, what was my passion, I computed being a speaker. So I started September 2013. I got a bunch of free jobs between that and April 2016, but nothing was paid. So two and a half years, not one paid job, mm. not one. Kept going, kept going. I almost quit, said, nope, not going to quit today. I've been doing this a year and a half, year, two years. I'm not going to do it. And I finally got my first paid job from Miller Mott College in Wilmington, North Carolina, because they actually found me on a speaker site called Speaker Match, and they had read my book, which was published uh, the prior year, 2015. And then that was my first paid speaking job. And then I just took that, leveraged it, kept going, kept going. And in the last four years, I guess that's now yeah, going on four and a half years, 
I've worked for 17 Fortune 500 companies. I've worked for uh, the 1710 or Fortune 100. I do keynote speaking, executive coaching, consulting. I'm a two-time best-selling author. Uh, I've written, you know, different you know programs and procedures and policies for clients through consulting. And I'm very fortunate to have a phenomenal team around me of uh, exceptionally bright individuals who do a great job of what they do. But really and truly, it all started with the first facet of I had to own the mistakes that I made with my business. And that's when it really started to get better for me. Wow. Uh, his name, what I love the story, Marcus. Uh, by the way, it, it's, we're talking the Marcus Ogden uh, book is entitled The Success Cycle. We have not gone into the success cycle. We just got through the backstory. There's a couple things, though, I want to kind of throw in about the backstory that kind of made me chuckle. Okay. I, I mean, listen, the story is the story is absolutely phenomenal, right? The, okay. The sour milk moment. I, I think one of the things I want to go back to in the sour milk moment is you, you say, I think everybody has that moment at some point in your life. And you, you say, you know what, I cried, but I wasn't crying because I was a custodian. I was crying because I knew that this was not the story, that this was not my story, right? This wasn't the end of it. And I, th- I, th- I thought that that was so powerful, Marcus, because I think people get stuck because they feel like this is their story. But it, it took it that one incident for you really, really broke you. And I think sometimes I've been broken more than once where I've had to have my pride and my ego, uh, just literally the rug had to be pulled out from under me because my pride and ego got out of control. I think, I think the thing is for so many people, they don't understand that in order to be used mightily, we have to be broken greatly. And, and I, I think it's a powerful moment for us. I mean, did, I mean, right, because that really was a pivotal moment for you. Oh, absolutely. And without that moment, Jay, I'm not here today because right. I don't really believe I would have ever woken up and said, enough is enough. You're the one that made the mistake. I would have kept playing the victim role, the blame game, mm. the pass the buck game. Like I tell my clients when they work <laughs> with people who don't want to own their mistakes, I call it the pass the buck game. And right. from April 2013, so September 2013, mm. that's all I did. I passed the buck. I blame business partner, developer, contractor, employees. And that's what it was. And that's what I did. And it was the point where I was just so tired of trying to figure out what went wrong with other people. And I looked at myself first, finally, I call it the inside to outside theory because most people go outside, then look inside second. I looked inside first, went outside second. And I realized that I was the problem. I was the one with the mistakes. I was the one who didn't do what he needed to do. And as a result of that, that's when I got things more in line. But yes, absolutely. Without that custodian job and that spoiled milk moment, September, 2013, there's absolutely no way I would ever be where I'm at today. There's just no way. Yeah, I, I, I know that those moments are just so powerful if we allow them to be. I think that's the, I think that's the other thing, right, Marcus, is that sometimes we don't, we can either be a victim or a victor, depending on how we choose to react to that moment. Mm-hmm. And, absolutely. Right. I mean, we, I mean. Oh we, yeah. Because we can. So, go ahead. So I, I'm gonna cut you off. So no, I mean it's it's interesting you say victim, you know, victim or victor. It's kind of like you can be the conquered or the conqueror. Right. You can actually say I'm going to own what I did wrong, fix it, 
or I'm going to keep passing the buck, keep passing the blame, keep shifting what I know to be true is that I was the one that did this. Right. And you can continue to live a lie for your own life. <laughs> and what I call that is somebody who's living with no purpose because it really and truly, you're not living life. All you're doing is you're living a shadow of what you think life is. It's awesome. His name is Marcus Ogden. He played in the NFL. He wrote this book. Uh, it's called The Success Cycle. And you're listening to him here on a new direction. Hey, everyone, listen, you know, I have two sponsors that I just absolutely love and adore, right? It, one is Epic Physical Therapy. Whether you're recovering from injury or surgery, whether you're suffering everyday aches and pains, maybe you're having difficulty performing activities of daily living, maybe you're a professional athlete, or maybe you're a former professional athlete, right? And you're unable to perform the athletic activities that you know, you want to perform, or maybe you're just looking to improve how you feel and move. Look, the elite team at Epic Physical Therapy will provide you with a customized treatment plan tailored to your individual needs. With their experience in rehabbing young athletes to elite professionals, they really do understand the need to treat the entire body as a functional whole, not just your injuries or your injury or your symptoms. So when you're ready for your epic relief, ready for your epic recovery, and you're ready for your epic results... You don't need to look any further. You just need to go to Epic Physical Therapy. That's EpicPT.com. That's E-P-I-C-P-T.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors for 35 years. You know what? They have been serving the world, <laughs> literally serving the world. How do they serve the world? Well, here's the deal. Linda and her team actually are independently owned and operated. They do not belong to a national company. So they have built their business from day one on relationships. As a matter of fact, Linda's very first client that she had in 1985 still comes to see her today, right? Because the relationships are the most important thing. Matter of fact, Marcus even talks about how important relationships are, right? And here's the thing. If you make relationships the most important thing, People see that because it's genuine, and that's Linda Craft and Team Realtors. They understand that your home may be the bit largest largest purchase that you ever make in your lifetime, but they also understand that's probably where the biggest memories are going to be made. So when you're interested in somebody who's in relationships, understands the cost of your home, but also understands the power of the memories in your home, look no further than Linda Craft and Team Realtors. They really do know their business. And beyond that, their customers say they're legends of customer service. So you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A. C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here on A New Direction, and we're uh, talking to Marcus Ogden and his book, The Success Cycle. And <clears throat> Marcus has just kind of went through his backstory with us, by the way, which is a phenomenal backstory that he talks about in the book. And um, I, I do have to ask you, I have to ask you this question. Do, do you still have the green machine? <laughs> no, we sold the green machine. The green machine was a... 19, I'm trying to think, what year was that, Jay? 1985, <laughs> 1990, uh, uh, green four pickup, F-250, no seat, absolutely no air conditioning. It was just uh, it was just a mess, a straight mess, and it was just hard. But, no, we don't have the green machine when we got rid of it. Well, you, can, I, can I tell you one of the best, best parts of the green machine was you said it had one radio station and it only played country music. And I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote you. You said, I learned to love Luke Bryan and the Florida Georgia line. I did. I did. And I know the song stay. And I know, and I know all kind of stuff from Luke Bryan, you know, uh, you know, all kind of, all kind of songs. And actually at that time, my daughter was a huge Luke Bryan. 
I mean, she likes music. They country a lot more than but she was right. a huge country music person at that time. Right. I, I well, listen. I love country music, but I just thought I thought it was really funny, The Green Machine. So I, I had to throw that in there. So you you in chapter two um, called the beginning. Um, you, you you make a quote, and I'm just going to quote what you say here. I wish I could say that when it comes to success, that it's been easy and that I became an instant success since then. But in reality, it was extremely difficult. Um, I wanted to be a successful keynote speaker. I had no idea who I was, who my audience was, what my story would be, or even if people would relate, you know, if I could relate to other people. And I was embarrassed. So many people want to believe, Marcus, that, you know, this just happened overnight for you. But it is hard, isn't it? Oh, Jay, being an international and national speaker that gets booked consistently at the rates you want to be able to provide for your family is extremely hard work. I mean, you have to have great energy. In the first 60 seconds, if you don't capture that audience, it's over. You have to be great at storytelling. You have to be great at reading the room. You have to be great at stage presence. You have to be great at audience engagement. You have to be great at educating the audience. Right. And these are things that a lot of people can't do and they don't understand because they want to go up there and just start talking and doing stuff like I did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did when I started the business. I went up there. I had to start speaking, start doing things. I had no structure. I had no efficiency. There were no action steps. Right. There was no challenge to the audience. There was none of that. It was just me going up there, spouting off the mouth, telling about my football and this, that, and the other. And I wasn't good at Figure out from the client what was their pain point, what was the need, what is their right. lingo, what is their language, what are some words that fit their room. Like you can't just your story of who you are right. will always be the same. You just have to learn how to customize certain parts of it to fit the client mm. correctly. But in true, true measurement, the action steps are where it's really at. Because if you want to be a motivational speaker that's going out there and motivate somebody for a short term. Fine. Tell a story. Tell about who you are. Make it real brief. Make it real long. Doesn't matter. That's fine. You'll motivate them. Get rah. Let's go for like an hour, a day, maybe a week, month max. But if you want to give them some inspiration so they can actually breathe life into their own life, into their own business, you have to go and actually give them the action steps to do that. If you don't do that, I don't care who you are, what you do, you will never get to the height that you want because. You're never going to teach people how to get to that next level. You know, isn't it so funny how you're just kind of moving me into part two, how to achieve success? I think it's just really interesting, Marcus, how you're just kind of pushing me into chapter three called action, right? So <laughs> Marcus Marcus has has found five things that he's had to do. I'm going to just kind of list them out, and then I'm going to let you talk about them. Uh, promote himself. Figure out what the three main things you would like to talk about as a speaker. Find clients. Ask clients to give a testimonial and have a good website. So let's let's briefly talk about these because these five call to action steps were really pivotal for you. Um, and and by the way, this is great. Really, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's I think in general, you know, the very first one for sure, promoting yourself. Talk about that a little bit because it's the fear of rejection that gets most of us. Today, when you're promoting yourself, what you're doing is you're talking about your business, your brand, and who you are. What I tell people all the time, 
when you're promoting yourself the way you promote yourself best and not be seen as arrogant or egotistical is promote the clients that you are serving and how you are serving them. What are you doing to stand out from the competition? What are you doing to make sure that those clients know that they're special? What are you doing to actually put yourself in a position where you're going to always serve people at the highest level? For example, if my clients text me, email me during the week, weekends, I don't have an off clock. So if someone needs me that I, as a client of mine, I get back to them within always within half an hour, like always, right? I text them, I call them. And it's funny how my clients say, Marcus, it's amazing most coaches I can only talk to during the time slot that we have for that week or every two weeks or that month, whatever the case may be. When I text you or reach out to you, I know that you're going to serve me and get back to me ASAP. Also, when I work with all my clients, especially my one-on-one coaching clients, we have what's called our, uh, our recap. After every call, Jay, within two minutes, every client gets an email from me recapping our conversation so they can have notes to help them be their best. So that's promoting yourself. It's taking yourself to the next level by letting people know what you do, right? But being mm. humble and very appreciative that clients like you and you, and you serve them. If you don't have any clients, that's okay. Talk about clients or talk about people that you know in your family, people that you've done some things for, or even just go out and help someone pro bono mm. so you can leverage that business and say, I work with X company, Y company, and we've served them to help them get to the top. Got so it. I feel people start to get really, shall we say, just kind of wishy-washy about promotion. I'm like, look, there's ways to promote your business, but right. you also need to promote the people that you're helping with your business. And that way they're going to be able to tie back. Cause here's the thing. If you're promoting another business, they're going to know you work for them. Right. So tie back your company to who you're helping. And that's a great way to start. Love that. All right. So let's go to the second one is figure out what three main things you would talk about. Now, let me just, let me just throw this out here. I know you were talking as a speaker, but I thought this was really powerful regardless. Like it's kind of like almost, I should, regardless of what I'm doing as an entrepreneur, I should know at my three main points that who I'm, whoever I'm speaking to. I mean, uh -huh. would you not agree uh -huh. with that? I mean, I mean that to me, it's your pitch. It's, it's what you're, right. it's what you're going to engage people in. But so you, so while you say, figure out the three main things that you would talk about as a speaker, I think you need to, you need to say, think about what are the three main things you're going to talk about with somebody when you're in a networking event? It's called the connection, my mm. good friend. You connect with people by telling them three skills, three sets, three things that you do well. Mm. That's where it is. Mm. The three things that you do well that separate you from other people. Mm. That's the connection, right? right? And that's what people forget. Like we're all, if you're a financial planner, and I'm another financial planner, and as another financial planner, you all do the same thing. You sell products. Great. What makes you different? Why should I put my money with you over X or Miss Y? Right. Because the skills and the competencies you have will help me with my business challenges or my personal challenges or my personal issues to get me results. 
Got it. That's why. So connecting with people is about three skills and or competencies that separate you from the competition. Love that. All right. So number three is find clients. <laughs> the way you find clients is you need to, if you have no clients, right? My speaking business started at ground zero, actually probably started like two feet underground zero, right? <laughs> and what I did was I told, I told my inner circle what I wanted to do, right? right? If you have people in your inner circle and you don't use them, shame on you. You've developed relationships, you've worked hard, you have built authentic, real value, you know, business interaction or personal interaction, and that's now your inner circle. Right. So that's exactly how my speaking career started. I told people in my inner circle I was starting to speak. Someone got word to the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club in downtown Raleigh, Mr. Ralph Caps, and they got me for my first speaking event ever, mm. ever. And I look back at that event, I was horrible, but I'll get into that another day. But the point <laughs> is, it's my inner circle got me there. My gotcha. first corporate job was NetApp, a right. Fortune 500 company based out of San Jose, California. People say, Marcus, how in the world did you get NetApp like less than a year after starting speak? I said, well, I was that great. They said, really? I said, no, I suck. <laughs> how I got the job was I actually, one of my good friends, his name is Dave Nisvisky, who lives in Raleigh, Dave worked for NetApp. And I coached both his sons. His sons were in high school playing football. One was a senior, one was a junior. And it's creepy to think, well, creepy is the wrong word. It's scary <laughs> to think that both those boys now are grown. Like 125, wow. living in Colorado, probably going to get married soon. If I get an invitation to his wedding, it's going to die. Like, damn, I'm getting this old. <laughs> and then his other one is in Austin, Texas, working for a big company. And I couldn't be prouder. Like, those two awesome. guys were one of my first two clients. Great football players in high school. Both went to college to play football, enjoyed it. Great guys. I said, hey, Dave, I'm starting to speak. If you know anybody that needs a speaker, let me know. He said, not a problem, Marcus. 90 days later, Jake gets back to me. Oh, by the way, Marcus, NetApp has a job in downtown Chicago. Mike Dick's Steakhouse. For our, it's, like a, it's like a CXO dinner for our executives and our hospitals and our, our doctors. They work a lot of health care. We'll take care of your flight. Your hotel, car service, you will not get paid. You have no credentials. You have no archives of paid jobs. Right. Do you want this job? Yes or no? I did the job. I stunk. I got great feedback. He hired me again six months later. Great job. Got my first testimonial letter from a Fortune 500 brand. And that was that. And I was off to the races. Which leads us to number four. Ask clients to give you a testimonial. Here's the thing. I, I, I hope people get this. What you say about yourself will build your self-confidence. What others say about you will build your book of business. Ding, I'll say ding, it one ding. more time. Ding, ding, ding. Whatever winner, winner. You, whatever you say about yourself builds your self-confidence. But what others say about you builds your book of business. Beautiful. I don't care how great you say you are. I expect that. What do others say about you? Right. How great do others say you are? How reliable do others say you are? Right. Do you show up on time or are you late? If I hire you for a job, are you going to speak and then run up behind stage and get off the flight to your next job or you're back home? Or are you going to stay and mingle and actually talk to people? Right. Right? right. So testimonials are the fastest way to build a brand to get you new 
business. Love Never it. forget that. People don't care what you say about your skill sets. Mm. What do others say is what matters. You'll be, you'll be hearing from me, Marcus. I'll be uh, asking for a testimonial later, just saying. Um, okay, here we go. <laughs> 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 Love it. Number, Love f- it. <laughs> number five, have a good website. Why is that so important? Because if you don't have a functioning website, people can't find you. Yes, people do social media. Yes, people do digital marketing, digital right. selling. Absolutely. But people still want to go to some form of a good central location to find out as much valuable information right. as they can. And a website's going to do that. You should have great picture images. You should have great testimonials. You should have, if you're a speaker or have a business, you should have some type of videos of you in action, what right. you do, why you do it. And here's the thing too, on your website, please get this. Don't talk about just what you do or how you do it. Talk about why you do it. Mm. Tell me why you do it. Mm. I need to know who you are behind just trying to make a job, do a job, how you do it, what you do. That's great. And again, I say it again, Jay, what you do, you're a financial planner or you are a, um, you are a speaker or you are a, Mm. you own a restaurant. Great. You do that. Okay, how do you do it? We open up from nine to five. Great. I service clients as a coach. Great. I can speak on this topic. Phenomenal. But why? Mm. Why? And I tell everybody, I started my career as a speaker, coach, executive, and an author, or executive coach and an author to help inspire people to succeed where I failed. Mm. My chapter seven bankruptcy was absolutely horrific. Losing all my money was absolutely a nightmare. Having my credit go from an 850 to a 300 was absolutely a disaster. Mm. Having millions of dollars in the bank and then having $400 a year later, it's absolutely, you can't even imagine what Mm. it's like. That's why I do this. Mm. I don't want anybody that works with me or I go speak to or I I go and try to impart my message on to end up like I did. Mm. Avoid my mistakes where at all possible. So that's the why in which I do what I do. Mm. If I don't know the why behind someone's why they're doing it, I don't want to work with you. Because to me, all you're doing is you're telling me you do exactly what everybody else does. Right. You haven't told me why. Mm. Beautiful. Uh, we're talking with Marcus Ogden. Um, yeah, it's that Marcus Ogden, former NFL uh, star um, player. And uh, the book, he, this year's book, uh, it's new. It's the new one. It's the Success Cycle: Three Keys for Achieving Your Goals in Business and Life. Uh, we're we're talking with him, um, Marcus, in Chapter Four, which is entitled "Follow the Cycle." Um, you come right out and you say most businesses take at least three to five years before they become successful because there are several factors and steps to achieve small successes before the big ones come. And you tell the story that. Uh, you called someone because here you are, you're trying to make it and you tried to call this guy and you were <laughs> working on your speaking career, right? And this, uh-huh. uh, and this guy cuts you off as you're, uh-huh. as you're giving your, as you're giving your speech and literally uh-huh. says, Marcus, and I'm quoting, I'm quoting the book, by the way, this is page 20. Uh, Marcus, I'm just taking this call as a favorite to J.O. That's by the way, that's his brother, Jonathan Ogden. Why would I hire you for this? You aren't the brother I want to talk to. 
Oh, right. oh, oh. That's right. I read. I and he read. Was a fa- and he was a family friend of ours, and one of my brother's teammates, who then got a position in the with the with the uh, with the franchise, the NFL franchise. And he had known our family since I and me since I was nineteen. And at the time I spoke to him, I was probably thirty-five. So about all, it was about 15, it was like, you know, it was over 15 years that he knew me when I made that phone call and then he responded like that. I got to tell you something, you know, as a, as a speaker and a coach, right? I've, I've been, I've been rejected a lot. I got a lot of no's and, and even as a podcaster, when I ask people to be on the show, I get rejected. I have never felt, I felt that level of rejection. It, it was it was so overwhelming to me. I had to read it again because I got clearly he didn't say what he said. Clearly, I read it wrong. Clearly, he did not say what he just said. And every time I read it, I felt like I just felt like somebody would just stab me right in the chest because I mean it hurt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it hurt me. So so this is this is this is this is the by the way, folks. This is called the teaser. Okay, let me explain what I'm doing here. <laughs> Because, see, this is the drive, the ambition, and the hard work. This is the cycle that we're going to talk about next because you're listening to Marcus Ogden right here on A New Direction. Hey, folks, uh, listen, the sponsors that we have here at New Direction, we are so grateful for. They give their financial uh, their financial uh, um, money to us. They give us their money <laughs> to, to help keep the show alive and to get, to get folks on the show and, and to keep our servers up and, and, and to the equipment and everything. We are so grateful. And Epic Physical Therapy is one of them. They're my therapists. Um, and listen, their facility offers the most advanced top-of-the-line equipment, including the Alter-G anti-gravity treadmill, Normatec compression sleeves, my favorite, the Game Ready, which is the ice-cold water and compression all at the same time. And it just, oh, man, I just love it, right? That's just a few of the things that they offer. They are also trained and certified in the most comprehensive cutting-edge treatments available, including things like blood flow restriction therapy, therapy sometimes known as BFR, dry needling, by the way, not only do they dry needle you, they actually put like some little electrodes in there, and it's oh, it's just awesome, right? It just takes the pain away. It's amazing. And then cupping, and if you've ne- if you've ever seen the circles on the back of like swimmers, <laughs> right? It's because they're literally using a suction cup to manipulate the muscle through the skin, and what it does is it just helps relax. It's it's, it's absolutely amazing. Look, you know what? Here's the deal. At the end of the day, they have all the equipment. They have the certified staff. They have the right people. It's the right places. They've got several locations if you're looking for epic relief epic recovery and epic results don't look any further look at epic physical therapy you can learn more by going to epicpt.com that's e-p-i-c-p-t.com and linda craft and team realtors right here's the deal they're located in the research triangle park of raleigh but they help people all over the world they've been doing that for 35 years it's 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 how linda has done her her business since day one it's how her people do her business they create relationships they they understand the power of memories in the home they understand that that's maybe where your first child was it's maybe was your first house maybe you know that's where you got your first dog it's you know as as linda says all the time right you don't remember what your grandmother paid for the house but you sure remember every piece of pie you ate there right and that's the thing about real estate and, and Linda recognized that from day one. And so the reason why she's been at the top of her game for 35 years is she understands that relationships, memories are the absolute most important thing. 
So go with the relationship maker, the memory maker. Go with the ones that people say her customer service is legendary. Go to Linda Craft and Team Realtors. You can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T dot com. And we're back here with uh, on A New Direction with Marcus Ogden and his book, The Success Cycle. And we get to do it. I know everybody's been chomping at the bit. Jay, when are you going to talk about The Success Cycle? When are you going to talk? Well, actually, believe it or not, we've been talking about the pre-success cycle. Right, Marcus? Now, <laughs> now we're going to get into The Success Cycle. So, Marcus, you de- you developed The Success Cycle. Um, and and you're, let's give your wife some credit. All right? Because we really do need to give her some credit here. Because... She was the one who that literally said to you one day, and by the way, my wife has done this to me too. By the way, ladies, I would just tell you, us as husbands do not sometimes give you enough credit, but sometimes you speak truth into our lives that we don't sometimes give you credit for, but let me tell you, we appreciate it. And literally your wife said to you, you know, your life has always been about ambition, drive, and hard work. And that started the right. equation, Right. That's right. So the success cycle is really a three-step process that you do. And then the fourth part of it is you hit repeat Mm. over and over again. The first part is ambition. So think about this. If you don't know where you're going in life, how in the world are you ever going to get there? (laughs) This is about your purpose. It's about the plan. It's the strategic overall 30,000 square foot view, bird's eye view of what you're trying to accomplish. And if you don't have good ambition, or if you don't have a roadmap or a blueprint or a plan for your life, you will spend your life literally walking someone else's path, someone else's journey, because you'll just be working for someone, which is fine. But the problem with that is, is if you want more, but don't know where to even start, then you have not done yourself any justice or a favor in life. Because again, I was on, I worked for someone in the NFL. That was great. But I learned about me and I worked at Merrill, didn't work out. I worked in another company, didn't work out. I worked at custodian. I worked different camps, coach. I've done all these different things. But I've learned today as an entrepreneur that it's important to have a plan. And we're actually in the process right now, we're going to be taking our business automation and we're going to create where you can kind of go through and do the whole, like, you know, 365, 24-7, run the ads with the final offer, working on a webinar around three keys to unlock a peak performance mindset. Nice. And that'll be live by January 1st of 2021. You can go through the funnel if you want to, if you want to buy the offer, you can do that, but it'll take you through where I was back in 2013 to where I am today. But I'm saying this, Jay, because it's part of the ambition. It's like you you set a goal, you achieve a goal, you set a new goal, which is what I didn't do with Kane. I set a goal, achieved that goal, became an eight-figure business, the largest African-American subcontractor in the city and the state, and I stopped. And the minute I stopped, bam, I started dying. Mm. And eventually, I was out six months later. Mm. So ambition is about always having the roadmap. When you reach a milestone, Great. What's the next milestone on the roadmap? You reach that milestone. Great. What's the next one? You should spend your whole life until you no longer have breath in your body and your soul goes on to the better place. You should never, ever, ever stop setting goals. And okay. That's ambition. Okay. I want to, because here's the thing, because you, you, I, I want to say this about your book. All right, I, I, I'm cutting you off because I want to promote your book for a second here. That's okay. No, that's all good. That's all good. <laughs> because in this chapter, 
uh, you actually have a place where people can look at their short-term goals, their year goals, and their five-year goals. And actually, throughout this book, by the way, and this is the beautiful thing about this book, he has, as things that we may not even get to, though, he has like places in the book where you can write out the things that he's talking about. So this book is more than just reading a book. There's actually action things within this book that you can take advantage of. And, and I just wanted to say that because... You know, you, you talk a lot about goals in here and, and you know, a lot of people will put their goals out there, but you, I mean, you even have some, you know, I'm a psychological professional and so you even have some of the psychology in here about why, you know, goals are so important to write down and how we encode them in our brain and et cetera and so forth. And so I want people, I just want people to know that it's more than just reading this book that you actually have things in here that people can do to take advantage of. So that was why I was jumping in so apologize oh, no I, and i and no no it's no apology needed jay because it's important as you're reading something to be able to write down what matters to you and the, and my ambition of being a speaker will be different than your ambition right. jay or another person's ambition it's all our own ambitions but i'm giving you some type of a guidance right. and some type of a actionable step to write out your own plan so that's ambition drive is what i call the tactical execution part this is the part that most people cannot stand is getting down in the trenches, rolling up your sleeves and being inspired over motivated to work. Now, inspired means it's a systemic long term approach where you're not being short sighted. You're not driven like you are when it comes to motivation, which comes from the word locomotive, which means to move in a short, powerful distance where you're driven by external forces, money, fame, notoriety. That's motivation. I am not a motivational speaker. I am not, I don't wanna be, because I don't wanna give you anything for the short term. I'm an inspirational personality keynote speaker. I'll tell you my story, but I'll give you action steps you can put into your own life to turn your life around, where you can learn from my mistakes and not make the same ones I did. That's inspiration, that's drive. It's about creating the actionable steps and then executing them. Strategy is nice, but execution is the main course. It's like strategy is the appetizer, execution is the main course. That's how I have to look at it. Okay. If you just talk strategy, strategy, strategy all day long, but don't execute anything, you won't move far in life, which is exactly why Bill Belichick has won six Super Bowls. Right. He's an execution specialist. Right. That's the difference. That's drive. And then hard work, it really sounds so cliche, but here's the catch. Focus on yourself, mm. not the competition. Are you observing and aware what the competition is doing? Yes. Are you spending every waking moment focusing on them, their strategy, their execution plan, and not focusing on your own? I hope not. Because mm. if you are, you won't do your own. So don't get caught up in the social media comparison game. Oh, they're traveling all over the world. Oh, they're doing this. Oh, they're doing that. Oh, life is so grand. You have no idea what right. someone's life is like behind closed doors. Right. So don't focus on it. And I got caught up in that early in my career. Man, why can't I be like Eric Thomas? Man, <laughs> why can't I be like Tony Robbins? Man. <laughs> Their life looks so glorious. Right. They're traveling this. And again, when I post, I post the truth. I love what I do with my clients. It's amazing. Right. But don't think it's not work. 
Right. Don't think it's like I have to get up early, get to the airport, you know, check in. Sometimes you get to the airport, like I was on a plane back home from, uh, I went, it was just really, this is really stupid. I flew from Raleigh to Philly, Philly down to Delray Beach. Going home, flew from Delray Beach up to Philly, passed over North Carolina, the entire state, and came back down on the flight. <laughs> who, who thought about that travel plan? And so then I'm like sitting there on the airplane, getting to go back home. And what happens? Oh, we're supposed to take off 7.05. I was going to be home by 8.30. I can give some dinner with my wife, maybe help put my daughter sleep. Oh, well, we're sorry, folks. We have to have, we have to deboard the plane. A sink in the uh, bathroom is not working and we have to get to a new plane. What? Yeah. A sink is not working. Yeah. I got to get off this plane. Mm. Are you, are you, you can't be serious. I'm like, where's the, like, I'm like, okay, where's, you know, where's, uh, what's the one you call it? Where's, you know, where's the punchline? You know, you know, where's punk? Where, where's, where's Ashton? Show, show, show me Ashton Cusher. Get him out here. This has got to be a joke. No way. Has get off the plane for a sink, Jay. Yeah. Got on a new plane. I was home. I was hour late home and put my daughter to bed. Right. I was kind of upset. Right. Right. That's the difference. See what I'm saying? Like, that's the real life. And I tell people all this type of stuff. So don't get caught up in that social media comparison. Right. Focus on you. What right. are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? What's your life plan? What's your, what is this, what is the overall steps? Right. When you do that, that's what really matters. We're talking with Marcus Ogden and uh, the book, his newest book, by the way, The Success Cycle, Three Keys for Achieving Your Goals in Business and Life. Uh, absolutely fabulous read. But uh, as I told you, there is a lot of other um, great little things that you can, little workbook stuff that you can work on. Marcus, I'm going to take us back to drive real quick because there's something that you also have in the book that I just thought was brilliant. And, you know, you have this, this chapter eight, which is what is your why? And which you've talked about a little bit, but knowing your why, and I know that Simon Sinek is kind of famous for knowing your why and that type of thing, but really being clear is, is really, if, if there's no drive, if you don't have the why, right? No, no, because here's the thing. If you don't know the reason why you do something, right? what are you inspired for? Mm. You're not inspired because mm. your why needs to be some sort of really long strategy for you to get there to one, to one place. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that why, right. then being inspired and having drive does nothing for you. I loved the exercise, the two so that. Do you know what I'm talking about? The uh, the first blank yep. represents the action and contribution, and the second blank represents the result or impact of that action. And you actually have several of these printed out so that people can actually do, um, you know, my action is to do this so that, and this is my result. I thought that that was brilliant. I've seen it, and I've forgotten it. I just thought it was brilliant. And it was something that really meant a lot to you. And, and you say... That you know what you do as many of these that you could do until one res- really resonates. Of course, like you need to know what the action is and the result that you want, because if you look at it that way and you know what the and you're willing to do the action and you know what the result is you want to have accomplished, mm. then it makes that it makes that journey it makes that process a much better one to want to pursue and go after. But if you really don't know 
the action you're going to have to do. And if you just do an action and don't know what the result is you're looking for, again, you're going through life without having a real clear purpose. And that can really put you in a position of not achieving a high level of success because you're just kind of going through life aimlessly with no real plan and or no real strategy. We're, we're, we're you know what, we, we're, we, we've been on like almost an hour, you and I have, and I, I'm, I've, I've, this has gone so fast. It just drives me crazy that that it just moves so quickly. So I want I want to do a quick wrap up uh, in two ways. All right. So first, I want to I want to talk about hard work because you know what, the chapter eleven is called. It's not nine to five. It's ninety five. That's the name of the chapter. And but we don't want to talk about hard work anymore. People don't want to hear. Hard work is part of the success process, but it is mm-hmm. absolutely critical, is it not? It's it's everything because you're gonna face adversity, you're gonna face negativity, you're gonna face just trials and errors and all this type of falls and trips on your journey. And if you don't have hard work ingrained into your mind, into your body, into your thought process you will not get to where you want to go. So hard work is a lot of everything behind getting done what needs to be done because it is necessary. It's like it's like the gas tank, it's like the gas in your gas tank. You don't have that, it's going to be really hard to get to your final destination and beyond. I'm going to read you this quote that you wrote on page 100. You said, "When I say you are going to work, I mean you're going to work." Period may be harder than you have ever worked before and not for a short amount of time. You're going to work hard for years. It's pretty it took pop- me two and a half years to get my first paid job. Yeah. Two and a half years. Right. I've been doing this business now for seven years. Yeah. Seven years. And we're just now about to try to take it automated with automation. That's awesome. Because we finally have built a brand that people want to see and hear and and get advice from we're being seen as a as a thought leader in what we do right but took seven years seven years Mm -hmm. and i haven't let up i've worked harder and harder through this process because i know what it's like to have success take your foot off the gas and lose it all in 90 days so Marcus, here's the deal. We're at the end of the show and the show's called A New Direction because we try to help people find a new direction in success and leadership in their life, careers, and business. If Marcus Ogden, uh, who has seen it all, the highs, the lows, the lows, the highs, who is a best-selling author and the author of this book, Success Cycle, and if you could leave the listener with a new direction, what would that be? is learn how to pivot when times call for it. But here's the catch. I'm going to break it down for you. And I love how people say, "I'm again, this is strategy to execution. Me telling you to pivot, that's a strategy. That's nice. But I'm going to break it down for you. I'm going to give you an actual execution step for yourself. P, be poised. When you're doing new things and you're switching to new planes and finding a new direction, maintain poise and composure. The second thing you have to do is inspire, inspire people to actually push for greatness. Okay. The V is victory mindset. Don't just be concerned about your growth, your overall development, have a victory mindset to worry about your growth, your team's growth, 
your employees' growth, your clients' growth, your potential clients' growth. That's a victory mindset. O is observe. Observe what you see around you so as you're making moves into a new direction, you're seeing what's working and what's not. And the T, be a tactician. Does you no good just to talk strategy, 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 be an executioner and tactician in how you pivot. So that's the acronym pivot that a lot of my clients now are paying me for, for different talks, but I go a lot deeper, but just in a very, you know, short, you know, cliff note version, be poised, inspire those, have a victory mindset, observe what's going on around you and be a tactician. As you go in a new direction, learn how to pivot. I love it. His name is Marcus Ogden. Told you he was he was better than advertised, wasn't he? He really was. He was awesome. Folks, you know what I say to you every week, and that's this. Be inspired, because when you're inspired, that means that you'll inspire others. And when they're inspired, that means that they in turn will inspire other people as well. And that can make this world an absolutely fabulous place. I'm gonna be back here next week with another great book, another great guest, and it's gonna be another great show. And as I say to you every week, and you know what that is? Ciao, everybody. And the answers don't make sense Got to keep your hope alive You got to know you can survive This is your time to find A new direction, a brand new day A new direction, things are gonna change Dreams will take you places you have never been before Find your passion, find your strength Don't worry anymore A new direction